Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my pound and head girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Carol's not much. It's been a good week here. It is June 7th, 1997. We're halfway through 1997 already. Can you believe it? No, time is flying by. And Carol is suffering through a horrible headache. She is Scotty Pippen-like. Uh, the hell does that almost mean? Almost sidelined with migraines here. Scotty Pippen. He's a basketball player that suffered from migraines. Ah. Sorry to talk about sports, everyone. Yeah, you should be. What? Uh, so what's it feel like? Well, it just feels, I think it's a sinus headache, actually. It just feels like pressure in my eyes and my forehead. Under pressure. It's going to rain. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it's going to rain. I'm sorry that... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm leaving soda around our expensive... Recording equipment. He did. He just set a bottle of soda with no lid on it right next to the our lid recording fell. equipment. It fell. The during the transfer. Does not mean from, you set it down. From, I miss the, the old uh, glass bottles with the the tin tops that you. Yeah. But then you'd never be able to put the lid back on. Oh, exactly. Then I wouldn't have to get shit. Then you just have more spills. I'd just be like everybody else. You know what? We didn't have spills back in the 80s. I don't know what what you're talking uh, about. You didn't live in my house. We had spills. Did you? Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, you and your shaky hands. No, apparently it's me and my ADHD. I just right. just learned that recently. Okay. Well, that's a new one on me. I know ADD, ADHD is a new one on me. Mm-hmm. So I know ADD, that's Attention Deficit Disorder. What's ADHD? Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Oh, okay. So it's a, it's, what is it, different, same? It's, I don't know. There are different kinds of the same thing, I guess. Okay. Carol knows all these these newfangled technical terms because she's she reads the DSM, whatever, 17, four, four, nine. Whatever it is. Whatever version they're on now. You ever think about the fact that every book ever made is just a remix of the dictionary? Um, <laughs> no. You weirdo. <laughs> so June is busting out all over. Which it is. is how we describe Carol's wardrobe this time of year. But the fuck? <laughs> June is busting out all over. You wish my wardrobe was busting out. Hey, ladies, it is sometimes what I get to see. You know. What? Be appropriate. All right. Anyway, but yeah, it's, it's you know, June is is Juning us. I don't know. June's about to rain on us. I don't think that's very June-like. Oh, no. <laughs> that isn't a very June move. Like, it's not a very teddy bear move to cheat on somebody. What? You don't remember that. One of the, uh, one of... <laughs> What is happening? One of the massive love articles. Many, many episodes ago, probably, I don't know, like two years ago, I talked about a, uh, uh, what was a uh, single married, whatever, uh, teddy bear. 
And I talked about how he was. Oh my gosh, I do kind of remember this. Was legally married. But anyway, so I was going through the whole thing and you called him a dick. And I was like, why? <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, because he's married. Because he's looking for some woman, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you were like, that's not uh, that's not a very teddy bear move. Right? It's not. <laughs> dicks are not snuggly teddy bears. <laughs> snuggly teddy what? bears are not dicks. What? <laughs> I guess that's true. You wouldn't cons- you wouldn't describe my dick as cuddly. Enough. Right? <laughs> that would be like the worst the worst backhanded compliment ever. <clears throat> He has a penis that's cuddly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Now I'm picturing things. <laughs> this is what happens when we don't have news. I, I've been protesting the paper or whatever. I don't know. I haven't been reading it. It's been slacking. But I do have a subscription to Metro Times starting on the in June. In June? July. I was going to say, I thought it was July. Next month. There you go. Next month, I will have Metro the Metro Times. <laughs> so we'll have some news again. But but does the Metro Times have personal ads? Because otherwise, I will be really sad. No. <gasps> the Metro Times doesn't have personal ads. Oh, lights. no. I don't think. Actually, I have no idea. But I don't think they do. But I can, I can, I can grab some papers from time to time and... and Curate some uh, some personal ads for us to read because we need massive love, massively. I agree. We'll continue to have massive love. <laughs> we'll form our own massive love. Right. One of these days, maybe I'll ask you. Maybe I'll make an honest woman out of you since we're living together, shacking up. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> maybe. Anyway, so. We watched a film. I have uh, I have a couple things to say. I have two I have two two things that I observed about this film. Okay, so first of all, let's tell the people what we watched. All right, well, it's the title of the episode, everyone. It's Con Air. <laughs> it's Nicolas Cage and John Malkovich and Con Air. Yeah, they say the title of the movie a couple times in the movie. And, Which I always um, love when they do that. John Cusack was in there as well. Yeah. So two things, two observations. Uh, the first, my first thought is this movie is cartoonish, over the top, just mindless explosion action, uh, like carnage. The most uh, somehow every horrible villain in the world is on it's like it's like batman's rogues gallery of villains all together on a plane right at the same time it's just completely over the top and ridiculous and the second observation is i loved every fucking minute see and i don't get that at all because like (laughs) you usually hate uh action movies so I don't hate action movies. I like bad. I dislike bad action movies. Ah, okay. What this does so right, this is the best kind of ridiculous, where the movie knows it's ridiculous. The everyone in the movie knows it's ridiculous. Everyone understands that that, that what they're making is not real life. Okay. 
that what they're making is is not let's let's make this gritty and accurate and street level. No one's thinking that. This is high concept, huge. Just throw all this ridiculousness at the wall. Uh, we've got all these bad guys in there, and then some writer on cocaine runs in and is like, "What if Steve Buscemi was a fucking serial killer, and he just happened to get in there in the last minute too? <laughs> Do it, write it in, <laughs> call Buscemi's agent." And like, he, that's what this movie is, and it's the perfect way to do this. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. He looks like um, from Silence of the Lambs. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of what they modeled him after a little bit. But they, so, <laughs> the beginning of the movie, I was, like, it didn't throw me off, but I was a little thrown off, I guess. The beginning of the movie, there's these cartoonish bad guys that are coming up to a fucking war hero or whatever and his wife. And they're like, Oh, we want to fuck your wife. Yeah. Basically like they're, they're really aggressive about it in ways that nobody would be. And I didn't know what exactly what movie, what kind of movie we were going to get at this point. You right. Know? And so he fights them. He accidentally kills one guy. The judge is like, Hey, because you're such a highly trained soldier, you're not, you're, you're not, like, you, it can't be self-defense. You're not held to the same standard as regular citizens, which sounds like bullshit. Well, yeah, and he was attacked by three dudes. One with a knife. Yeah, like, how how was he not... And the only way he could have done this differently is if he had just not engaged at all. Right. Like, they, they there was, like, a minute where he could have jumped in the car and left. But by the end of the movie, I realized that him going to jail for several years for this act is the most realistic thing that happens in the film. <laughs> so, like, once we get to the point of the plane and everything, then I'm like, okay, that's fine. Right. But at first, I threw me off a little bit, and then I was like, well, it's just priming me for what kind of movie we're getting. <laughs> I think it's weird, too, that in the very beginning of the movie, his wife is supposed to be pregnant, and we find Six out that she's, pregnant. like, yeah, but she has absolutely no belly. She is the thinnest woman I've ever seen in my life. Like, I don't understand. Like, why would you cut costs in wardrobe there? It's just a pillow under her shirt. Come on. <laughs> exactly. No one had a downy pillow? <sighs> it was weird. So, Carol, what did you think of the movie? I really liked it, too. I did. It was weird, but good. <laughs> it was just mm-hmm. entertaining. Yeah. It's it's the perfect kind of movie for that over-the-top fucking explosions and everyone getting shot at. Kind of. I didn't like that part. Like, once they're off the plane mm-hmm. and they're on the ground and all the explosions and shit are happening, uh-huh. I was kind of bored, honestly. Well, that... So, the one thing I will... The one negative thing I will say about the movie is that part... There's two there's two negatives I have of the film. The first one is that because it's too chaotic with the cutting, the editing. I d- did not like the editing in that section of the movie mm-hmm. because I have no fucking clue what's happening. Yeah. I don't know who's where or what they're doing. You know, Cusack's fucking running around this place is like where is he at what time? You know, the like the only time I really understood where he was is when he gets the bulldozer to protect the other cops. And I was like, in the soldiers. I was like, okay, that makes sense, I guess. But, and I, I see where he is in space at that point and what the ticking clock element is. But other than that, he's just like all over the place. And the fucking guy at the, the, the operator at the thing was killed. I guess the dude's, 
the drug lords guys killed him, but why? Yeah, I don't know. Like, they, where did they even fit in? The drug lord characters, really. And that's the uh, that's the other thing. They didn't too. need to be there. They didn't need to be there. The DEA agent didn't need to be there. Yeah, they're all like, oh, you fucking. They're all saying to the guy from Star Trek, uh, O'Brien. They're like, hey, O'Brien, your fucking guy uh, brought a gun on the plane. He put everyone in danger. But they had a gun before then. The one that was in the lockbox. Yeah, they had a lot of guns, actually. If they didn't... Well, once they got in the ground, yeah, because they found the, the hold. But if if they discovered the gun while they were having their, their prison break or whatever, and that aided them, like they weren't going to be able to... Their thing was going to fail because the pilots had the a gun or whatever, the only gun on the plane, and then they got this gun then that plot point would have made much more sense. Mm-hmm. But they didn't really need that extra gun. That just gave them two guns instead of one. Okay. Two guns to the guard zero instead of one gun to the guard zero. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I can see that. But, yeah, so when they get on the ground, the, the like I said, the editing, it's like they put the movie in a blender and just... <laughs> I don't like the editing of that of that sequence. My second problem with the movie is the ending, where... It goes on too long. Mm-hmm. Once the plane is on the ground in Vegas, once they all survive a plane crash on the fucking <laughs> Hollywood or the the Vegas, Las Vegas strip, strip, which by the way, like I said, that's that's it's and without a scratch or anything, everyone's fine. Fucking gunshot wound victim, and <laughs> like, he was fine. And somehow they managed to know that that's where the plane's going to land mm-hmm. and bring his wife and daughter there to meet this plane that is crashed right. on the Vegas Strip. Yeah, like I said, uh, hey, can we bring civilians, including a little girl, into a uh, highly dangerous, unstable situation that isn't secured? Absolutely. Right. It was very weird. But anyway, so that, and it, once they, like I said, once they crash land, I think that's the end of the movie. Then they get on a fucking... Uh, uh, motorcycle chase with Cyrus the virus and and Ving Rames and and everything and that it was it was over the top all of it was over the top mm-hmm. so I didn't hate that it was over the top it just it felt kind of like speed how I thought speed lasted too long once the bus is gone you're done it's the same kind of thing because this is, it's similar movie to speed really but on a plane uh but once the plane crashed I think the movie's over but then they have this extended action sequence so that Nicolas Cage can can kill uh, John Malkovich, I guess, right. with, with a fucking whatever uh, weight that crushes his head. Yeah. Weird. It's weird. We don't actually see it. It's just we see the jerking of his feet. Um, but that extended scene did did awaken something in me that I didn't realize. It awakened a strong desire from my my loins all the way to my brain, Carol. Okay. That I want and need to see a Nicolas Cage, John Cusack, like, buddy cop movie or something (laughs) like that. Okay. I don't know why, but those two together just is magic. Hmm. The very brief period of time that they're together... You can feel the chemistry. They're like they're 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 electric together. You think? I love it. Huh. I don't know. I mean like I like both those actors and I think that they were fine together, but I didn't 
think that it was like the most amazing partnership I've ever seen. They didn't touch your loins the way I did, huh? No. The, the non-verbal communication between the two of them, just the nodding and everything. The Now there's three men I trust. <laughs> Am I one of them? How about put the bunny back in the box? Is that going to be <laughs> something that we all say for 10 I years? I love that. I love it. Nick, so lots What's of things in the to box. Talk. No, lots of things to talk about. Nicholas Cage's accent, first and foremost. <laughs> His Alabama accent that's very California. He tried. Yeah, I mean, Cage is not the best at accents. He's a good actor, though. He's magnetic in this movie. You can't take your eyes off of him. Yeah, he does an excellent job. This guy in the movie. is a bona fide movie star. You know what I wonder, though, when I was watching the movie? What? What'd you wonder? They got all these bad guys that are all, you know, in highly secured levels in prison because they're all really, really bad. They're dudes. the worst of the worst. Right. So and? how did they all collaborate together to come up with a plan to do this? Good question. I don't even think they were all coming from the same prison. They were not. Like, what in the actual fuck? I don't know. And, like, it seems like, okay, the one dude was a rapist. Right? Yeah. And so fucking every- what's his name from from that uh that uh, Salma Hayek in, in Antonio Banderas movie we watched, Desperado. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. 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 He gets to play a rapist. Good for you, buddy. But like everybody hates him because he's a rapist. Even the fucking bad guys hate him. Yeah, even John Malkovich, the leader, right? He's like he's like oh I don't like rapists, sir. Right. I may be a terrible criminal, but I don't like rapists. So how'd he get an invite? Like, why is he on the plane? They free the rapist with a female guard on the plane, and they're like, no, no, no raping. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Didn't you read the no raping clause in your prison contract? Just leave him in the cage, then. What is going on? What the fuck? Yeah. Agreed. But what did you think of Malkovich? In this? I, he's over the like he he is chewing up scenery, just absolute not hamming it up, but like he is just fucking going for it, and I love it. He's very commanding, and he's a great actor. Yeah, I I, I really um I really liked the character. I think he did an excellent job with it, and uh, I mean like I liked his character almost as much the the main villain almost as much as the good guy. There was a. There, so obviously my impersonation notwithstanding, <laughs> which I think is an excellent impersonation, but of course. Uh, don't you think so? Yeah. Oh my god, you don't, do you? <laughs> I do. I That's... just like to fuck with you. <laughs> anyway, so he he has those moments too, but he has some quiet moments that are either just really good acting or very funny. Like there's a a comedian, a stand-up comedian in this that I've uh, seen a couple times on Comedy Central. And and he was in, what's that? He was in uh, Home Improvement. He was in an episode with Home, Impro- in Home Improvement with another uh, stand-up comedian. Okay. His name's David Chappelle. Yeah. And he was in this. He's very funny. It's almost like he was kind of doing a stand-up act. <laughs> In the movies, like he sets a fucking Indian guy on fire. He definitely brings levity to the scenes that he's in. Right. 
But at one point, the DEA agent takes him hostage. And Malkovich is like, yeah, you know, if you wanted to intimidate me, you shouldn't have taken a, a crackhead Negro as your hostage. And after they kill the DEA agents, he comes up to him and he's like, hey, you didn't mean that thing about, uh, the, you know, the crackhead thing, did you? And he's like, uh, do you have that gun? <laughs> the agent had. He's like, yeah. He's like, let me see that. So he gets the second gun. So he has both guns. He goes, yeah, I'm in every word. <laughs> like, very, like, very, but not over the top. Just very understated mm-hmm. line reading, and it's hilarious. It was very funny. Yeah. So he's excellent in the movie. Obviously, Cusack's not in the movie a lot. But no. And most most of the movie he has most of the movie he's with the most or he's talking to the most despicable character in the movie, which is uh, O'Brien. Yeah, from Star Trek, Colm Colmini, I believe his name is. I don't know why we hate him so much, but I really do. Because he's always wrong, and he's a dick about everything. <laughs> he's like, "Who's this fucking asshole?" No, we're gonna go after this plane. It's just like he's he's always wrong, and then he's always complaining about John Cusack. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we can't get John Cusack. Yeah, he's probably fucking recycling his sandals or something. I don't know where that comes from. Like, when was he an environmentalist? <laughs> when was that established? All I that was established know. is somehow he cares about this plane more than anything in the world. Right. John Cusack. Well, I don't know that he cares about the plane. It's his plane, he says. I mean, he doesn't own it, but like, th- this is like his baby, his idea or whatever. Mm. I guess. I think it was a really, really bad idea. I do too. To to <laughs> consolidate all the the worst criminals in the world. And then also, by the way, this is the other thing that's funny about the movie. Let's get all these horrible criminals. They're just hardened murderers and, and, and rapists and, and all this stuff. And uh, well, this guy's free. He's on bail. Let's he's just, uh, he's just engine a ride. Just throw him in there. He's paroled. So. We can't put him on a bus. They literally we can't just simply release him and say, uh, now you find your own way home, because well, that's, that's what they do. That's usually what they do, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that the prison provided taxi service. Why is he in prison so far away from his house? Well, that the happens. Cri- but the crime was committed where he lived. Doesn't matter. Okay. No, they, they move guys around all the time. I understand that, but... He's in California. A lot of times, they don't they move guys around a lot of times because they don't have the proper facilities in the area that they're at, right? I don't know. But he's in California. I mean, like, San Quentin's in California. Right. They could have just moved him there. I guess maybe um, uh, overpopulation and stuff like that might have to move them to areas where there are not as many. Maybe, yeah. that's, maybe that's why. I don't know. But anyway, not that that's, that's not a huge sticking point in the movie or anything. But yeah, normally they would just be like, there you go. Yeah. We, we don't provide a taxi service. Your wife's going to have to figure out a way to come get you. Exactly. They could have planned that a long time in advance. Hey, yeah. should I drive out there to get you so we can see you right away? No, let me take a plane ride with uh, fucking <laughs> dangerous criminals. Right. Well. <sighs> Highly choreographed plan, by the way. I'm thinking about this, though. He was paroled. He wasn't. He didn't max out his sentence. Correct. So actually, no, they would provide transportation and they would follow up with him because that's part of being on parole is that yep. you're still being watched. They only open the gates. Carol knows a suspicious amount about <laughs> fucking uh, criminal processing system. 
Don't ask her how. <laughs> they only open the gates and l- just let you walk out when you've maxed out. Gotcha. Okay. So. Good to know. <laughs> but I mean, like, did in- you do your research for this movie, or did I did. You, did you research uh, at several banks around the area? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um. Anyway. <laughs> Now I've lost my train of thought. Oh, no. You've derailed me. You've lost your con airplane of thought. Right. What about Steve Buscemi? He He's good in this movie. He's also, like, somehow charming, even though he's a villain. The characters, as written, excellent. Mm-hmm. And the actors portraying them, perfect. That's what makes this movie. And I think the characters are what make this movie so good. Yeah. The fact that you have Nicolas Cage in a movie, recently won an Oscar, by the way, for leaving Las Vegas, and that's not all we're talking about is a pretty, you know, like his character right. and his, you know, is not all we're talking about is a pretty, a pretty good indication of how good this movie is. But yeah, Buscemi is really, I like, I love what he's doing with this character, where he's a psychopath, he's a, he's murdered 30 people, they say men. But then later he indicates he's killed a woman. So hmm. I don't know. I don't remember that. They said 30 men up up and down the eastern seaboard. That's who he killed. But I mean, he indicates that he's killed a woman. I don't remember that. He Well, he says that uh, uh, one woman he killed, he wore her, her head as a oh, hat yeah. when well, he drove through three states. I guess maybe they just didn't know everybody he killed yet. Maybe. Well, it's like the one dude says that raped 23 people. He's like, if they knew the real number, they'd call me like Johnny. Uh, 400 or something. Yeah. And Malkovich, in another great line, great understated uh, uh, line reading, says, uh, yeah, it doesn't have the same ring. Uh, <laughs> and then he just goes on to, he just yeah. moves on to do what he's going to do next. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so Cameron Poe, uh, great name, by the way, Nicolas Cage's character, and his cellmates who is a diabetic who needs his insulin shot, are the only two, like, innocents, basically, yeah. on the plane. Why the fuck? It just makes no sense why they put them on the plane. And his cellmate's not being paroled. His cellmate's also being transported to another prison. Yeah, I don't know. Like, why would that happen on the same day? Like, it just, <laughs> it all seems very weird and circumstantial. Well, yeah, I mean, we can't, we could, we could poke a thousand logical <laughs> holes into this movie, but that's not the point. The point is, this movie is good enough that you completely suspend your disbelief. Yeah. But like going back to Buscemi, it's so interesting how he's like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm a psychopath because I, you know, kill a bunch of people or whatever. He's like, what if, uh, what if I told you that uh, being a psychopath is working fifty hours a week or whatever, or a day, whatever it is, a week, I guess. Yeah. 50, 50 hours a week until you, you know, retire and drop dead or whatever. Yeah, and they're like, fucking go to this retirement village. Yeah. Fuck you, waste waste your whole life. And it sounds like, the way he says it, you know, it sounds convincing and everything. And I love how Nicolas Cage is like, okay, uh-huh, but, but you killed 30 people. I mean, like, <laughs> that's psycho, right? Like, we can agree on that. Well, and then, like, the, the one of the most tense scenes in the movie is when mm-hmm. Steve Buscemi's character discovers a child who is for some reason adjacent to this little airport in the middle of the desert with no supervision. I don't understand. Well, I don't know if you saw 
it's very subtle, but there's trailers. There's okay. a bunch of that's there's a trailer park. He walks through this fence mm-hmm. that's like the the airport's fenced off, and he walks next door. There's a bunch of trailers. Okay, obviously very poor people living there because it, you know anyone that's going to live in a trailer park that's right next to a fucking airport. I mean, obviously that's going to be loud and everything. So not desire not desirable land. So that's obviously low rent, right? So he just walks up to this little girl who's sitting at a table outside, like, having a tea party with her Barbies or whatever. Yeah. And she invites him to play. And he does. He sits down a lot. For most of it, he doesn't really say much. Right. Which is even creepier. He just kind of stares at her. Well, she asks him, are you sick? Mm-hmm. You look sick. Because <laughs> And he, he's like, why do you ask that? Yeah. Like... Because he's, he's probably, think, like, I can, like, almost hear his thoughts. Like, oh, I am mentally sick. Like, how do you know? Or whatever. Right. Like, like, oh, you look sick. And it's like, yeah, Steve, but just does look sick. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, do you take medicine? He's like, there's no medicine for what's wrong with me. And, and like, then that made me think, like, oh, no, this is when he's going to, like, reveal that he's a monster and kill her. Yeah, wear her head as a hat. Right. Or whatever. And then you just see him walking away with her Barbie. And she's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. So it was really terrifying. Yeah. And then later, like, oh, she had started singing. She made him sing with her. Uh, He's got the whole world in his hands. So then later he's singing that on the plane. And why do we know she's alive? Because we know she's alive, but I don't remember how. So yeah, it's all very tense and stuff like that. Yeah. You expect to see like the, like they're gonna pan across the thing or whatever. And her body's gonna be there or something like that. But the plane because they they were going to there was a whole thing with like there was supposed to be a, a plane there for them, but the the drug lord that basically a drug lord got arrested. He's one of the ones being pro, you know transferred. He's paying them. He's saying, hey, get me off this plane and yourselves too. I'll pay you in both your freedom. We'll give you we'll hit, give you a ride to, you know, wherever you want, like South American country, non-extradition country. You're taking me back home to my non-extradition country where I can con- continue to run my drug empire. And because I have so much money from this drug empire, I, I will pay you money. So you guys will never have to, you know, somehow he got all that information to Cyrus, who then got it to other lackeys. I don't know exactly. Seeing... The bones of this movie, the daisy chain that had to occur, would be actually kind of interesting. Because I'm sure there are ways they could come up with it, right? Right. But anyway, so that was supposedly the plan. And he, you know, fucked them up or whatever. And, like, he was going to betray them. So they've got to get back on the original plane, which they kind of crashed. Once that plane gets back into the air and he's singing and everything and they're all, like, doing their stuff, she runs, the, the little girl runs out with the other Barbie in her hand. And like waves, like, hey, oh, yeah, bye, yeah, yeah. you know, okay. so so we know that she's okay. She's all happy and stuff, and apparently they just played for a little bit, and then he, you know, came back uh, onto the plane, and then, you know, whatever. So he has a line. He doesn't kill little girls. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, usually psychopaths don't have much of a line. I guess it depends. Uh, I, I mean, in real life, I have no idea. That's That would probably be more your, uh, your own independent research as well. <laughs> So, um, if you're hearing fluting in the background, I I apologize, but my little nephew is uh, practicing his flute because apparently he forgot that we're recording. Yeah. So, fun times. 
I he's quite talented, though. I wasn't going to mention it. But. I felt like you have to acknowledge that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> quite it could loud. Be, it could be worse. It could be like a dog barking in the background. Right? Right? I mean, we're the only ones doing this, but in the future, if anyone catches on to this, mm-hmm. and they have dogs barking in the background of their recordings all the time. Or construction. Unprofessional people. Lawn mowing. <laughs> things happen. Anyway, so... Um, God, what else is there to say about this movie? I that, I feel like there's so much more to say. Really? Yeah, because I loved it. It was fantastic. It's just it's a really fun plot. It's it's simple. The story. I mean, it's obviously it's super high concept, but the the basic like character motivations, emotions, and stuff are all very simple. You know, we're rooting for him. He's a good guy. It's all. You know, what he did was a misunderstanding. He's got a little girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all it's all well-worn territory, but it's it really works. The For something that's as high concept and like it just as crazy as this movie is, you need a simple emotional storyline. You can't have complex story arcs right. in this, really. Um but yeah, I mean, it was. I, I thought it was fantastic. I had it too for a second in my brain. The other thing that I wanted to say about this, and I don't remember what it is now. Aww. I lost it again. Um, Gosh, you're acting like me today. Yeah, seriously. But what was I going to say? So Steve Buscemi gets out. By the way, yeah, he uh, he just starts playing craps in Vegas. Yeah, so he's going to kill probably 30 more people. Yeah, but I, I would assume he gets caught again probably, right? I mean, yeah, he'd have to. He doesn't seem like he cares. Right. I mean, are they going to have a sequel with uh, with him? Maybe. Well, and, like he's in a casino. Like, those are one of the most, like, they have the most cameras yeah, oh, and security. Sure. and like Surveillance, yeah. Yeah, and, like, they're going to know he's missing and be looking for him. So it seems, you would think. like, not the best place to go hide out. Yeah, but I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> But yeah, I I really really enjoyed this movie. Highly recommend it. It's it's a uh, good time. It's fantastic, <sighs> and no, nothing terrible terrible happens in it. Like no. they just make you a little scared a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's you know, like I said, there's decent like emotional weight to it and everything. Tension, but, yeah. But everything kind of turns out fine. Yeah. There's and it's not. I wouldn't say it's an ultra-violent movie or anything like that. It certainly could be much more with the group of criminals that right. that were presented. Yes. But, you know, no one actually gets raped, just threatened. We don't see a whole lot of blood. No. Yeah. I wouldn't not... say it's appropriate for kids, but teenagers, I think, would be fine seeing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not, not too bad at all. No. What the fuck else was I going to say? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, sweetie. Oh, Cage, Malkovich, Buscemi, Ving Rhames is great in it. I'm just trying to think of uh, where else I was going with my thought process. I had one more thing that I wanted to point out. It's going to drive me nuts. Put the bunny back in the box. He he uh, he makes a note out of the Dave Chappelle character. Oh yeah, and throws him from the plane, which is hilarious. That is interesting. Yeah, he uh, he's told to go see what's weighing down the landing gear, and it's yeah. the dead body. Uh-huh. And he writes the. How does he know this officer's name? I don't even remember. 
but he writes like, oh, they got on the phone or something? Yeah, they call, he called him. That's what it was. Yeah, he writes like, you know, detective so-and-so. And tells him where they're landing. Yeah. On this guy's shirt, and then just pushes him out of the plane, yeah. so his body falls. Well, that's in the how they car. Yeah, that's how they know where he's uh, where he's landing. Can you imagine? Like you're just driving along, la la la, and then a dead body falls on your car. No, that'd be really fucked up. <laughs> and but they were fine. They get into the biggest car accident I've ever seen in my life on film, but they're fine though. Right, which I think is funny too. <laughs> the other thing that's kind of satisfying about this movie is that everybody who is wrong immediately everyone who does something wrong or does something stupid immediately gets comeuppance yeah cusack leaves the cyrus the virus's sounds like hey uh don't touch anything uh cop immediately picks something up to touch it says do not open he's like oh what's this and he opens it up and it's a bomb that kills everyone in that room right and it's like yeah you should have listened to cusack and not touched it and like cole meanie's wrong and then he gets fucking shit on the entire movie and his car gets destroyed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's a lot of justice pulled out. That's why you like this movie so much. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's the episode, Carol. That's all I've got to say. you have anything more to say about Con Air? No, just I recommend you go see it. Yeah, go see Confederate Airplanes. No, no, no. That's the, sh- that's the shoot. No, no, no. Con Air for short. Tell the people with your severe headache. I feel better now. Oh, good. Motrin works. Levity works. I thought it was. I thought it was our humor. Of course, it was curative. <laughs> but um, you can go to our website at www.retrolatefee.com, mm-hmm. and you can write us at latefee1994 aol.com mm-hmm. <laughs> and tell your friends. All right, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.